I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Happy Monday, everybody. I am so incredibly excited about today's episode, but I hope you all had an amazing weekend. It is Monday, the 13th of February. I feel like February, after January, February, just, well, actually all the months just go so quickly. January drags and then they all start flying by. But tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Exciting for some, depressing for some, but I really hope you appreciate and enjoyed this episode. It is our Valentine's Day special and I am getting back into my interviewing era. We have such a fun and interesting guest. Her name is Alexandra Fine. She is the co-founder of Dame Products, which is a sex toy company, one of the fastest growing sex toy companies in the space. She has such an interesting story behind the brand and is just so, so fun to talk to. So I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. It's a super long one and just what a fabulous start to the week. And also, she has a discount code for you guys to use on on her products uh, and we're going to chat about that at the end so you got to listen to find out but you can treat yourself just in time for valentine's day how fabulous is that but anyway let's just jump straight into this interview and this episode introducing alexandra fine any questions is normal it's fun to talk about this stuff nothing is going to be off limits so al fine welcome to the podcast i feel like you are the perfect guest to have on for our Valentine's Day special episode. Mm. So welcome. Mm, thank you for having me here. What a lovely pleasure. We've literally just been having a conversation prior to this. Al's actually pregnant at the moment. So we've literally just been celebrating and talking about the the need to eat and the love to eat. But for those of you who may not know Al, Al is the co-founder of Dame Products, which is one of the fastest growing companies in the sexual wellness industry. It's made by women for women and you're a Forbes 30 under 30 awardee. I mean, how amazing is that to say and to hear about yourself and your business? It feels really good. Um, <laughs> it's such, it's wonderful. It's It's such a joy to like, 
you know, have a dream and then be living the dream. And I think that like oftentimes, you know, you're in it, you want to be doing like, I'm always thinking about the next thing. And then to sit down and have somebody introduce me is always this moment. I'm like, holy shit, like, look at this stuff I've done. Like I, I, I need to like, it it helps me stop. Yeah. Take a moment. Take a moment and appreciate it. But I mean, Mm. Yeah, pat yourself on the back for sure. But um, before we talk more on the empire that is Dane Products, your background is kind of like in a summary, I suppose, in sexology. You have a master's in clinical psychology with more of like a focus on sex therapy. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. So like I, I got my master's at Columbia University in clinical psychology, like applied psychology. And I've always really focused on women's health, marital counseling and sexuality. I worked at Uh, Planned Parenthood for a while. I was literally going to say, so how did you get into that? And like, where did the interest spark from? So you've actually done like loads under that umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. But like the interest sparks from my genitalia. You know what I mean? (laughs) Absolutely. I feel like that question is such a broad spectrum in the sense of where on earth do do you think he started from? Yeah. And whenever people ask, I'm like, are you not interested in sex? No. uh, Like I, when I was really, really young, when I was six, my aunt brought me to uh, like a cool, I had a cool aunt who lived in Manhattan and she brought me to this party. And she always says like, she was just going to pick something up, but I saw the party and was like, we need to stay. And there were drag queens there. And there, there was a whole, I mean, there were people with face piercings and my mind was blown as, cause I was six years old and the started talking, like talking to the drag queens and they explained, you know, they just taught me everything about like femininity, about doing a catwalk. They explained, you know, what it, you know, that they were drag queens and what that really meant and that they, you know, had boy parts, but they liked to, to dress up like girls. And it just like really blew my mind. And I went back to show and tell and explained to my first grade class the difference between being like a drag queen versus being transgender and I got in trouble yeah and they called the principal and my mom came and I just remember being like wait what is this truth that I'm not being allowed to talk about what like why can't we talk about this it's like my I was so intrigued it was so expansive to me and I think this whole idea of sex and sexuality being this thing that we need to exist in the world, this thing that is so crucial to our enjoyment of life for many of us is also something that we are not going to discuss at all. And you're just going to have to figure out on your own. And that like just did not sit well with me. Um, And it's kind of, I think where my interest in this whole category started. That's such an interesting sort of way to start, I suppose, because that really does get the ball rolling of all of the questions that as we're like younger and as when we're kids, what we ask. And it's almost a bit like confusing as to why they're always like, oh, you know, not going to talk about it. It's always seen as like very taboo. And I feel like actually taking a complete turn from that, you know, when you said about how, you know, it's just like, it's not going to be discussed and we have to find out about it on our own. Sometimes when you hear about the like, weird people in the world and like the cannibals in the world it's like it all comes about because they had to go find out on their own like how to deal with all of these things that was happening I know that it's totally kind of different in that sense but when you're when you when you're left to go and find out on your own and not have like the education and actually like someone just sit down and talk to you about it normally because it is normal sometimes 
that's when things can take take a bit of a turn. But so obviously you learned that from within your childhood and that's kind of where maybe the interest start, started and, you know, you wanted to learn about it and get a more like educational point of view on it and help people. So what were some of the most important things that you actually learned from your studies? Like were there any standout statistics about sex, like women's sex in particular and relationships that made you think like, I need to do something about this. Women are four times more likely than men to say that sex has been not at all pleasurable. <laughs> like in the past year, like not, not like, you know, like just not, there's also like the orgasm gap. Like men always or often report having an orgasm. I think it's like 93% of the time while women are more like 36% of the time. I might be slightly off in those, those stats. It's just drastically different. Yeah. It's drastically different. And I do think that that's like one way of trying to understand what, what you know, the pleasure gap gap in, in terms of orgasm, like the orgasm gap. But to me that the fact that women are saying like, I just have not enjoyed sex at all in the past year. I mean, that should be enough, right? Who cares if you're like, yeah, they might even be having orgasms. Like that's not the point. The point is like, they're not enjoying it. Women are being told that sex might be painful and that that should be expected. There is just so much more bad sex out there for people with vulvas um, and there's no need for it. Absolutely. You know, like it's just a lack of education and a lack of, you know, speaking up in the narrative, like the narrative of like, you sometimes you just gotta lie there and take it. Like that's, that's a thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because that phrase is just so like, commonly used and I feel like when people report back about the sex that they've had and stuff like to say that like oh yeah he didn't come it's like oh, what like oh my god like what happened but if like if a girl was like yeah I didn't it's like oh okay like I totally understand like how upsetting right as women how upsetting it's so upsetting I mean like how do you know that sex is over when is sex over what's the first thing that comes to your mind when he's finished when he's finished exactly like, that's how we literally define whether or not like and, and like, I think this is colloquial, like what most people would say is like, how do you know you've had sex when a penis goes into the vagina? How do you know when sex is done? When the penis, like it's all centered around, like the penis is the main character. I mean, we're, ob we're obviously talking about heterosexual sex here. I mean, it's obviously different in like different times, but. To me, what's interesting is like, that's how we teach it. Like there yeah. is no room, like when we think, like when most people think about what sex is, they're defining it in a very heterosexual way that's centered around the male experience. Um, and it's just unfortunate because there's, because that's one of a hundred ways we can have sex. You know, like we don't even need a penis. So true. I feel like that's that's always what we say like after like a breakup or just like something anyway, we're just like, we don't need one anyway to have a good time. So I mean, within your like actual educational studies of it, were you just sort of learning more and more about these statistics and therefore concluding that or like realizing that women's sexual pleasure and wellness was something that you were really passionate about and want to encourage and like, you know, normalize talking about? Yeah, I definitely. And I, I think it was like, you know, the science that I was learning was really supporting the personal journey I was on, which I think ultimately was probably more powerful for me and pushing me forward or, you know, continuing my interest in this category. Yeah, just thinking something needs to be done to help us poor 
poor poor women (laughs) yeah not only are we like not having great sex but like I mean I remember my first kiss he was giving high fives and I got shady looks you know I'm like we just did the same thing together why are we being it was like for me the first place that I really felt a double standard and I felt that that was ridiculous and unfair and like the world was like trying to get me to experience less pleasure and I was like, just not gonna fucking stand for that. Can I curse on my cursing? I'm cur- absolutely I mean, I say exactly that. I mean, because that was a moment of just like, yeah, absolutely. Like when you put it like that, in a world anyway that kind of is more of an advantage to men just in society. Like, I mean, obviously, as the times go on, we're really trying to work to like close that gap in every mm-hmm. industry. But I mean, just at a world where men are more at an advantage anyway like come on like Mm. with sex it's both doing the same thing like we should have equal parts in that surely without society having its input so i'm guessing from all of your sort of research uh is that basically what led you to co-founding dame Dame products like how did that Mm -hmm. conversation come about and how did you get the ball rolling to like start the company so i got in my master's and i was uh, you know supposed to get my PhD, which is like the the path one would go down to be a therapist. And I just kind of had this feeling. Uh, I think it's kind of similar to everything, which is just like, I want to like take a big bite out of life. Like that's just kind of who I am. And I felt a little trapped in a school. I was like, I'm just going to try something else. Like I'm just going to go work somewhere before I go back to school and finish my PhD. I ended up working in consumer goods, selling all natural shampoo And I loved it. I was like, oh my God, like I could start a business and think about the change and the impact I can make on the world in sexuality through business. Plus I could maybe make more money too. Absolutely, duh. So that's nice. Um, And I, (laughs) and and it just, it wasn't like six more years of school before you could start making impact. It was like, oh, I could start making impact in a year or what felt like impact to me. It's a different type of impact. So that was kind of when I was like, I had this aha moment around like what entrepreneurship could, could mean for me. I'm also my personality type now looking back on it. Like I was, I was made for this and I, I think I would be a good therapist, but like, I'm, I'm hustle. Like I like to get shit done. So um, it just made sense for me. I very quickly realized that there was this huge opportunity in this category None of the companies were owned by women. None of these products were being designed by women. And very quickly, I was able to think of unique concepts from the perspective of a woman. So my first product, Eva, it's a hands-free vibrator that you can wear during sex. This is actually the first version Literally, of it. Literally, I was going to say, this, so this initially was launched, the first product was launched in 2014, right? So this is long, yeah. long time ago. And yeah, the first product was Eva. It's a hand. Is it a hands-free yeah. vibrator for couples? Yes, exactly. Yes. I mean, so why did you want that to be your first product? I think it was just really, to me, it was a really innovative product. I knew that couples toys were underserved and that designing a product that gave people with vulvas clitoral stimulation, which is how most people experience orgasm or their most intense forms of pleasure is through clitoral stimulation. Being able to get that during penetrative penis in the vagina sex was was a no-brainer there was a product out there on the market that was doing really really well that goes inside of the vagina along with the penis 
and then wraps back around to provide clitoral stimulation. And I had tried that and it felt like a lot. And I was like, oh, I wish I could just have half of this product. So that's kind of where the idea came from. I had a bunch of ideas, but I just had this hunch that this idea would be, it was really unique. Yeah. And I could tell the story about this easily. Um, I teamed up with uh, Janet Lieberman, who went to MIT for mechanical engineering and launched it on a crowdfunding site. And we raised over half a million dollars. We raised $575,000 in 45 days. And, you know, the rest is history. I was going to say, we're going to get onto that in a minute. I feel like that's such an interesting part of your your brand's journey, especially considering the times. But so you started with a couple's one. So then what led you to your next design? I feel like, was your next design called Thin? And that was more focused on just women so like was there particular feedback that you got from the first design that you thought actually you know we want to focus more on just creating toys for self solo pleasure for women like obviously you started with a couples one no I would say Finn was actually again really designed with couples in mind couples in mind okay so Finn yes like versus Palm like Palm was really designed for okay let's talk about Finn one at a time um Finn the feedback was that a lot of people absolutely loved uh, Eva and some partners were like, you know, I actually like, it's almost too invisible. Like I know it's there and I, you know, but I want to be interacting. Like I want to feel like I'm, you know, everybody, you know, men have egos and don't we you know, know we should all be egoless. So don't we know it? Um, and so we were having partners who were like, I want to engage more with the vibrator with my partner. Um, so the idea for Finn is you can, you wear it on your hands. So now I'm just making touch a more interactive experience. It's also amazing for solo play. No, I mean, I'm looking at you using that and I'm like, I've never seen anything like it, guys. I don't know if I'll include a visual with this, but it literally, it like, it's fitting on her finger like a ring. So it's not intimidating, hence the male ego. Like, let, you know, we don't need to bring a big banana shaped thing in and that's the only thing that's going to help. Like, that's amazing. Like, that design itself is so... I've not seen anything like it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we were a tap, really... A tap on the back moment. A tap, yeah. I mean, and honestly, like, when I first started the company, this was one of the ideas I had. Um, and then it was really validated when I was talking to more and more people about what they were looking for. Um, this was, you know, I was like, okay, this is definitely a good idea. Um, I mean, this toy, you can even wear it on the back of your hand and it will make your fingers vibrate. So, and like, I think you hit the nail on the head. A lot of couples, men and women, they don't want to feel like the toy is getting in between them. They still want to really feel like it's about, you know, they're getting like this extra, put in some hot sauce, but like they're the meat, you know? Yeah. So like, that's kind of what a lot of our original designs were focused on. I think you can definitely tell that like maybe prior to your brand per se, se, like I feel like if you were to say to anyone, when you think of like a sex toy, like what comes to mind like visually, Mm -hmm. and you obviously picture basically something that replicates a penis that vibrates. And I think that's such a like, maybe like a man's design, I want to say, because they think that penetration is obviously that's the only way that it's going to feel good. Do you know what I mean? Like, so therefore the toy that we create for this girl needs to replicate a penis. And it's like, well, actually you're almost saying, hang on a second. 
number one, no. Number two, like we almost understand that something like that would probably intimidate you as much as you think like like that's what we want like it would intimidate you so something like that something small on the hand that's gonna probably do way more and be less intimidating also going back to like some stats too like 70 to 80 percent of women report needing clitoral stimulation in order to have an orgasm i think a more interesting way of thinking about it too is only four percent of women say that penetration is their most reliable route to orgasm. That means like 96% of women or people with vulvas and vaginas, the main way they're climaxing is involving clitoral stimulation. So the idea that we would design something and that most of these products would be designed to go inside of you when that's so infrequently the way we're uh, experiencing pleasure, the way we're having solo play or masturbation, it's not looking at the research. It's not looking at the data. And you don't even need research and data. If you have a vulva, like, it's just, like, you're not even, you're just not asking women. Yeah, and I feel like even when you were maybe looking into doing, like, the therapist type of stuff and you just hear the kind of common questions that are asked, like, I mean, we've got a question section at the end of this episode where I've asked my followers to ask you questions. I've had a brief look and I've already seen, like, three or four Number one, people trying to ask you for advice on how can I have an orgasm from penetration sex? Because I feel like that's just so what people want to try and do because that's all that they're getting. What's what's the phrase? Like, how do I make a good thing out of a bad situation? Like, I feel yeah. like no nobody, that, it's just not a thing. And I don't know why we're trying to make it a thing. I mean, for some people, it obviously is a thing. I mean, it's the story, totally. But it's a story that we're told. It's the idea of what sex is. Like we just talked earlier about how most people think about when sex has started. No one's thinking about sex as being eaten out or having your clitoris rubbed, but that is totally sex. Um, And, you know, if you look at any movie that shows hot sex, they go from making out to P in the V to orgasming together all in like a minute and a half. And like, look, movies are never examples of reality, but... It's really, and it's also all we see in porn. Like it's not, we're not being served accurate representation of what sex mostly looks like for people. So I think people want what has been romanticized. So do you, do you class foreplay as sex? Yes. Okay. I think. I I mean, I feel like that's part of it, but I feel like, are they not different things? But then is that just because, like you said, that's just what we've been told? Well, think about it. If you were just having sex with a woman, when would sex start? Oh, yeah. Like, obviously, lesbian couples have sex, but there's no necessarily, like, biological They might use a toy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they might penetrate with digits. But I think a lot of, you know, the way we talk about the bases, being fingered when you're young isn't losing your virginity, which isn't sex. But like, it is penetration, it is sex. And to be honest, it, I think some of the best, like after I got my IUD out, I like, you're not supposed to have, I wasn't supposed to have sex because I had to like get put out. Like I had, a, I had to have surgery to get my IUD out. Like this is oh, classic Christ. fucking women shit. I know, so yeah. annoying. Okay, I couldn't have sex for like two or three weeks or couldn't have penis in the vagina sex. We had some of the best sex that I've ever had because all of a sudden this script, 
this normal, our go-to way that we were having sex. We, we had to get creative, you know, <laughs> there was a lot more attention on my clitoris and on my full body. And for me, it was, it was amazing. It was great. And for him, it was also like, it was really, it was just really fun. No, I feel like when you get fun and creative, that is when it's the best. And I feel like so many people want tips on like, how can I make things more fun? How can I make things more creative? And it's like, well, if you, you know, don't just focus on the A, B type of stuff. Like you've got so many other parts that you might Mm. not even know, like are going to get you, get your senses tingling and get things like spicy again. Yeah, I would say take like, go out and have sex without having what we normally think of as sex. Like that's... just cross that one thing off the table. One, it'll it'll be hard. You'll probably end up But that's, you a, might that's end a, up a fun doing challenge it. though, I think for couples, like just to say, you know, if you want to spice up, let's go out and have sex without technically having sex. I think that that's fun. But um, going back to what you were sort of beginning to touch on earlier and what I think is like a super interesting part of your story and Dame Products' story is your initial brand campaigns because advertising brands and like companies like yours back in 2014 must have been so different to what it is now but you had like a massively successful almost like breakthrough campaign for Dame didn't you so do you want to tell us like a little bit about that I think it was was it you trying to get it on something called like kick kickstarter and like- uh, oh well we've had a few moments but yes okay yes. so we ran that first campaign on indiegogo which is a crowdfunding site there's a another crowdfunding site called kickstarter which they wouldn't let us run our campaign on and for our second campaign we actually like happened to work like their offices were like down the block from our offices so we like knew each other and when i went to go run the second campaign you know i was like look we're gonna run another campaign are you guys interested like what it What's your policy? Because everybody that I would meet would be like, oh, we would so love to do it. It's just because of this or that. Like they, they didn't, they just assumed that somebody else on the team wasn't okay with it. Oh, our credit card processor isn't okay with it. Or, uh, you know what I mean? Like there wasn't really a good answer. So they looked into it and they were like, oh, we can do this. Like we see your brand. It's not pornography. It is you guys are makers just like everybody else on this platform trying to make the world a better place by creating something that you would want. So they let us run the ad and we, I mean the campaign and we were the first women's sexual health campaign that was ever on the platform. So that was really big. We also, um, we sued the New York city subway system. Yes. I read a little bit about this. Yeah. That's to me, it's so weird. Like, you, you don't start a brand to like sue somebody. Like to me, mostly like the biggest thing I'm proud of is like getting these reviews from people being like, this saved my marriage. Like those reviews literally make me cry. And then the other thing though, that I'm like really, really proud of is this lawsuit, which is so like never in a million years. Is that what I thought I'd be proud of? But pretty much like TL short story, um, this New York city subway system said we could run advertisements. We made the ads and then they like ghosted us and then said we couldn't run them because they don't work with any sexually oriented brands. Meanwhile, literally you would just have to go on the subway to know that that just wasn't true. They are running a ton of erectile dysfunction ads. They are running a ton of ads too, for like that were using sex. There was an advertisement that was making fun of sex toys 
it was like, we can move, it was a moving truck company. And it was like, we move adult children's toys and adult toys too. So like, there was plenty of examples of like, wait, why us? Like, why are we, why are you guys drawing the line here? And we sued them and we, they were not able to successfully prove that we were sexual when these other companies weren't. And uh, they, we got the rights to run those advertisements. I think that's amazing. Like that's it was really amazing. Yeah, I suppose you know, you don't no one no one's like brand sets out like you said to like have a lawsuit, but I feel like that it was almost just like a stepping stone in kind of just like proving why you're doing this. It's yes. just proved the point like as to why there needs to be more voice and more sound around women's sexual pleasure because it is see, deemed as taboo for some reason and men's isn't like why are they why are they different and then we're confused about all these other things like yes pretty much the lawsuit was really like you know I did start this company to change the way we understood women's sexuality and honored pleasure in in our lives and this was a policy that was really kind of preventing women from learning about their options and getting their options treated seriously well Men, you know, literally can pop a pill that's good for, you know, that helps them with their sexuality issues. But then women were just supposed to lie there and take it, whether or not they enjoyed their newly erect penis partner, you know, is frivolous. And, and that was prurient and not okay in the world. I, and, it, you know, like, then we're like, oh, why don't, why, why are women so rigid, frigid? Why don't they like sex? You know, it's like, well, you don't, they don't like sex because you're telling them all, like, you're not giving them any options to enjoy it. And it just all felt so related. So it felt like the right thing to do. Felt like it was aligned with our brand mission, which, you know, same thing with just standing up for reproductive rights. Like if women aren't in right, like if we don't have the rights to our body, we're not going to have the right to our own pleasure. Um, and we should. So those are kind of like Amen. social, yeah, social the things that like, you know, we're business, but business and policy intermingle and we are such an example of that my business would be so much further along if it wasn't for like meta facebook policy <laughs> like yeah well i mean you started this all like in 2014 and like social media ads or like the concept of influencers for marketing back then was probably basically unheard of especially for a brand or a product like yours which i mean to this day unfortunately people and like what we've just touched on still still deem as taboo and I mean you did have like such great success from those campaigns and stuff especially for the time but did you receive much backlash because like I said like as much as so many of us are trying to normalize these products and even just the conversation around female self-pleasure um I can't imagine like the flip side of it and the sorts of maybe negative feedback that you might have had and like did you get did you get much like from those campaigns like as much as it obviously started the snowball of the brand did you get people messaging to be like what is this profanity and like how did you not let that discourage you from like continuing on no yeah no I mean we've been trolled of course like who hasn't been um but like when the campaign ran like nobody was upset I remember though like when I there there was definitely like first of all the campaign that we ran on the subway was so toned down 
Like it was very, like we didn't show the vibrators. It was just like, get in touch with yourself, get in touch with pleasure. We were really, we really laid there and took it. Like, and we just, I just knew I wanted to run ads. <laughs> I just wanted to run ads. I wanted to show that the New York City subway system that like, look, I'm not trying. My goal isn't to arouse people. My goal isn't to like, like, I want to work with you. I want to show you that this is not a scary thing to do. You just want to start a conversation. And maybe like, if it takes just reading, reading one thing, like on the subway, like you go, that just might resonate with one person to like go home and be like, I read this thing on the subway and like, you know, didn't take any visuals or anything like that. Yeah. And it can, could just start something. Totally. And it was really, so there was that, I mean, I know that there was a lot of people who were like, what about the children was like this big like response that some people would say to me and I'm like well that's where they come from they come from sex and sexual pleasure and what about the children with the erectile dysfunction medication and the breast augmentation advertisements and like what about the children for all of these other things and why are we drawing the line here and also I would just kind of say that like mostly what I discovered was that people just really did not know it wasn't what about the children people use children as an excuse of like their own insecurities. I feel like even to this day, like even to this day, you see people saying like, um, but we're not learning about this in school. Like, I don't want my kids to learn that. And it's like, no, I think actually it's, your kids don't know any better. So it's you that's feeling funny about it. And you're like using your kids as a scapegoat. Totally. I think that like, you know, people just, they don't know how to answer those questions. But the truth is you have to have a kid that's pretty much, quite older at like you know six or seven to be able to even read these subway ads and then like to be why able is your to kid explain. getting the subway at seven years old anyway like that's what i want to know oh, we're in new york taking them to school we're in new york we are oh, on the subway yeah t- to be fair so, that's true but like i think the the point like oh and walmart sells vibrators like you can buy vibrators just about anywhere now it's really it's amazing it's so cool to see this industry come so far and there was like these Republicans tweeting, like, I can't believe Walmart sells vibrators. Like, what about the children? It's like, Walmart sells fucking guns. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. What about the children, you know? like, And, what, and why, why are we so okay with them seeing guns and not seeing things around where they come from there's not there's there's no nothing harmful for children to know that sex is where babies come from 
that sex is how we exist. And then at some point in their age, understanding that sex is supposed to feel good is really important for them to know. Yeah, I was going to say, it's any sort of subject, especially like sex, even like guns, for example, like you just bringing that up, it's all about the education. They don't have to be on like sex doesn't have to be this taboo, scary, dangerous subject as long as the education right. is there and it's delivered correctly. And I feel like that's what I love about your brand and Dane Products is that as a company, it's not just about the products. You really want to emphasize the importance of education and the understanding of our own, you know, sexual wellness, which it's something I actually really campaign for as well. I do loads of like episodes and like talk to loads of people about like that kind of thing. So can you explain a little bit about how Dame goes about, you know, the educational side of things besides producing the fabulous toys? <laughs> yeah, which I do think even just the toys and the marketing of the toys and like the the packaging, all of those things are like small ways so that we, I think like education even starts there and just how we speak about it. Like, there are some boxes that have women going like this. I go, shh, like, which is kind of telling you to be quiet. Like, this is like your little secret. Like, we don't do things like that. Um, but then really, I think for us, our education comes in the form of content. So whether it's us on Instagram or TikTok, our blog, I think is really the core of where our, our education is happening. We also do events um, we have a sex therapist and OBGYN. We have a clinical board that not only help us make our products, but they also help us make our content. Um, so those are all different ways that we do education. We also support, um, you know, we'll have different initiatives too that support different foundations that are education focused or help prevent female genital mutilation and like bring, bring attention to other causes that are tangential or related to, to sexual pleasure. Um, and that's just so important because of all the reasons we were just saying, like the education is key. And I really don't believe that like sex is just so good all the time. Like sex is powerful. Like sex is a really powerful tool that can be used for good or bad. And we need to understand it. We need to learn how to speak about it so we can call in positive experiences right and I feel like that's why I not I don't like necessarily love to talk about it all the time but I just find it so like interesting to talk about because we all know the phrases like sex cells and stuff like that and you just think okay and why is that because everyone is interested in it like it's just in our nature it's ingrained in us so instead of making it this weird oh my god, naughty, like, thing, like, let's just try and normalize it, and I love that as a brand that started, like, nearly 10 years ago, I love that you've, like, rolled with the times in terms of, like, getting on TikTok and stuff, because I can hold my hands up and say I actually feel like I learn so much stuff on TikTok, especially, like, that being an app that I feel like any generation is kind of like on these days and like everyone's for you yeah. page is totally different and stuff but it's it's almost like I accidentally stumble across videos that I learn so much from so so much and we don't do enough on TikTok I feel get on TikTok I feel, like, I I mean, feel very I feel like such a millennial when I'm on TikTok I'm like oh I don't know I mean but, it doesn't have to be are... like difficult but because I mean no, you can just so make easy funny so fun right and that's exactly what we want the message with sex to be too sex should be fun 
I think that's been something that Dame has really kind of championed is like sex is supposed to be silly. It's supposed to be fun. I mean, it can be ser- It's not so- different. Sex can be all of these things. And, you know, it's not about it being super clean and it, you know, falling into the background. Like, let's get it. You know, sex is, sex is messy sometimes. Like, yeah, and I feel like that's things. how you know it's, it's got to be with the right person as well because if you can't be silly and laugh with your partner, then... You know, you're never going to have the best time that you can. is hilarious. Yes. Yes. Like, banging teeth is funny. Like, when you bang teeth with somebody else, like, that's funny. <laughs> Come on. Like, we've all done I, it. I mean, I've actually, I can't say, I've, I actually can't say I've ever banged teeth with someone. Maybe when I was, like, kissing someone when I was younger, I've definitely had a falling off the bed experience, though, where it's just, <laughs> like, I don't really know how that happened, but someone someone <laughs> bounced away and fell off. Like, you have to laugh, okay? Like, if you can't That's laugh, funny. then it's just awkward, and you probably shouldn't have been doing it with that person. Anyway, moving on a little bit, I was having a little think about this the other day, and maybe I'm being really stupid, but I was trying to think no. about the sex toy industry for men like what is yeah what what are like men's sex toys and like what is the sexual wellness market like because when i just think of the men's sexual wellness market i just kind of think of like porn or like back in the day like the magazines with the ladies on it like i I don't really know i feel like you might be able to give a little bit of like insight into that because i'm sure when it comes to developing your product and your marketing you've had to fight for the women's side of things and you see the biggest differences. Yeah, yes. And I think it's interesting. Like I'll start with porn because I do think porn could be sexual wellness, but I think often it's currently in its in its current form, I think it's doing more harm than good, which is really un- unfortunate. But I do think a lot of people are now agreeing with you on that one. I think a lot of people are waking up to the fact that that it's it was it was literally on it was on the news the other day in the UK about how uh, they did a survey where, like, they asked like young teenage boys, like what that, like what they think about sex, and like a lot of them said it involves like choking and violence, and obviously for a lot of people that might be something that they're into, but a lot of it was based on the fact that without even asking what your partner is into, they thought that was like a necessary step, and like where on earth would you learn that from if it's not the fact that you're watching it like online? And it's real, yeah. And I think it makes men feel further away. It, it there there's so many problems with it, and I think it's unfortunate because I don't just like just just like sex toys or guns. Like I don't think porn is inherently good or bad. Like porn could be very educational. Porn could really be a place where we're learning and discovering and you know bettering ourselves. But it's just that's just not what it is right now. Um, so there's that. It's huge. Porn is a huge, 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 huge industry. Yeah, and I've had a lot of like kind of negative experiences, I think, with it, which is really unfortunate for me because I, I want so badly to believe that this can be a really empowering place for women. And I think it more and more is too. Like now you have like chat girl, like women, the performers are getting, I think, a little bit more autonomy there. And it's cool to see that because they deserve it. But there's, you know, I think a lot of exploitation or there definitely was. And then there's like male products. I was going to say, because you never see, like, well, I know I personally don't from anything that I've ever watched. Like, I've never seen, like, yeah, uh, like, men sex toys, like, being used. But maybe that's well, you, because... What about, like, the flashlight? Like, I, Do you know what a flashlight oh, yeah. is? 
I th- I think I feel like I want to say I think I know what it is, but like I'm scared to confidently say it. And then you're like, oh, yeah, like that's not, <laughs> Here, that's not what okay. It what is. it is? It's like a pocket pussy, which is um it, right. Okay, it's a, yeah. Okay, so yeah, it looks like a flashlight, but really, when you take the cap off, there looks like there's like a vagina, and you can stick your dick in it, and then you can use it to masturbate. So there's a lot sure. of like masturbation sleeves. And those right. are like feel good. They're a fun way for guys to masturbate to get a different experience and sensation. There's also cock rings, which I think, which I think are really actually quite common. Cock rings will, you can do them, use them for a lot of reasons, but the main purpose of a cock ring is to delay blood flow. So to like, to make your ejaculate, like to make your erection harder and to delay oh. your ejaculation. That's like the main function. A lot of people use them because they have the vibrators on them. Right. Right. So that, but that's not really what they were designed for, but that's also a great use of them. I would argue like, you know, erectile dysfunction is a toy for men. You know, it's a toy you eat, but like. Like what? Like Viagra, you mean? Like Viagra. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like a really fun thing to do. Sure. And so there's, there's, there's that. There's sex dolls. There are. It is just really such a different like market like i mean I, I i'm sure there are ones out there but like a sex doll for women i feel like we would just be like um no thanks like that's not really anything that i i need <laughs> there is when we first started the business um in order like to try out the toys because it had to work with your body and and a partner's body we got a sex doll for women we got like a well it wasn't necessarily for women it could have arguably been it's for anybody who wanted a male body we got like oh. this half a body and it had like a little boy's hips and a huge dick it was so we were like this is not real just like just like if you were to get a women's one like their boob to weight right. ra- like their waist ratio not real so it wasn't Barbie as vibes. helpful Barbie doll vibes. but that was like right in the middle of our office was like this huge like <laughs> male torso because we were using it like just to like, we wanted something anatomical so we could like understand like, okay, what happens to our body when we're, when we're sitting on a penis. So we could understand how this product was going to work. Um, so we, we bought one, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I think that it's, but you know, it has been a really interesting growing market is butt stuff for boys. I, I want to pretend that I'm shocked, but I'm really not. I'm so excited for them. Like, <laughs> they have, like, little clitorises in their butthole. Why are they, they so scared of them? It. I know. Like, I feel like, yeah, that's definitely a conversation I think needs to be normalized. But I'm just seeing, like, I'm not even joking. Like, I'm going to spill the tea, like, a little bit in the sense of so many of my, like, gay friends yeah. always tell me that they do bits with straight guys like and I'm just like it's just everyone actually (laughs) is everyone actually just gay like they just they discover that this this pleasure there and then they're like oh I've been missing out like this whole time there's yeah yeah it's a really I mean it's also just fun to explore and to try new things um I do think that uh, it's just like we were talking about earlier like spicing things up and just to be explorative is really powerful and sure. it's unfortunate that like it's really just like homophobia that is stopping people from exploring right, like in, internalized and you just yeah I, yeah I totally agree but I feel like that kind of leads on um to the next part of this podcast because 
I thought it would be fun to give my followers the chance to send you in some questions that you might be able to advise them on when it comes to like all things sex and relationships. And before we do, obviously, by the time that this goes up, Valentine's Day is tomorrow. I'm assuming Valentine's Day might be, is that quite like a big holiday for you guys? Like, mm-hmm. would it be yes, the only specific holiday that we associate really with like love and intimacy? Yeah. Uh, Valentine's Day is big for us. Look, we do really well in Christmas time. We do really well for Mother's Day. We do. So, like, there's, a, yeah. I mean, not, but I mean you're Day about to list all one. of the holidays being like, yeah, actually, it's every holiday. It's, it's always a good idea to have a vibrator wrapped up somewhere. Yes. I'm also highly incentivized to tell you <laughs> that any holiday oh, yeah. can be the holiday that you decide to get your partner a vibe. But Valentine's Day is certainly, I mean, it's such a celebration of love and such a celebration of passion. Um, sure. And it's, it's you know, I used to kind of feel eye-rolling, you know, it's a Hallmark holiday. But like, look, all holidays are made up and it's really actually beautiful to have a day to focus on being grateful on a, to have a day that's focused on love and passion and intimacy. It's, you know, it's good to have, like, we should do that more frequently. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, like, that should be what we do, like, all the time. But, like, in the, in the sake of Valentine's Day, it definitely is, like, I feel like the day of the year that more effort is, like, put into that specific area of a relationship. But my question for you, before I go on to my yeah. followers' questions is what Dame product would you recommend for those that are wanting to experiment maybe with their own sexual pleasure for the first time, like in the name of Valentine's Day, if they're single, and what product would you recommend for like couples wanting to spice it up? My favorite product is Palm. Palm is squishy, it's bendable, it has like Is this for solo or is this for couples? Look, again, Penis always optional, you know. Like you can use it with a partner. But say, but say I'm, really a sing- I'm a single, I'm a single, I'm a single girly, and I'm like, Do you know what? For Valentine's Day, I'm gonna treat myself to a Dame product. This is the one. Palm. This is my personal favorite. It doesn't go inside. We have Arc, which goes inside. So if you really want something that you can explore internal stimulation as well, Arc. But as we were talking about before, the most common way we really masturbate is externally. Palm. It just like it bends. It squishes. It's like such a fun tactile experience and I have like literally every time I make my bed I find a new one because I had lost it in my bed sheets so like (laughs) it's my favorite it's definitely like I've made all of these and I can tell you this one is my personal favorite noted noted and it is look it it is squishy so it, it can be used with a partner because like it's thin it's it it is easy to use with a partner but I would say for a really good partner play one. It's either Eva or Finn. The OGs. The OGs, as we were talking about, they were really designed with like very sensitive men in mind. And um, <laughs> I would also, I, you know, I'm just going to go with Finn, especially if you haven't really used one yet. If you have a super sensitive guy, like it's small, it's encouraged, like, you know, Eva's, we have like ride or dies with Evas. Like we have people who like literally if their Eva isn't working, we're getting like very frantic emails from them. Like they rely on it. Like this is how they have sex with their partners. But I just, I, I think Finn is definitely kind of an easier go-to. We also have lubricants. We have an arousal serum. We have like so many other really fun products that can just help you set the mood. Oh, amazing. 
Yeah, so check them out. We have some good bundles in there. You can buy some stuff together. I was going to say, like, a really random question before I actually do move on to the follower questions. Where did the name ideas come from? Are they, like, people in your life? Like, or are you just... You looked at it and thought, no, but I, when I, no, but I'm at the point in my life where I actually have to name humans. Like I'm making babies and I'm like, oh, I have to make sure it doesn't sound like a vibrator name, you know, but. <laughs> or like, it's like, not in your roster to name one later name date, one. but no, actually like, but, actually I'm going to take that and name my kid that instead. We try to make them kind of like, oh, that makes sense. Like Finn, you put on your fingers. So F-I-N, it's like the first three. Right. Palm, it fits in your palm. Air, okay, shoots out air. It's a suction vibe, you know? So like- Okay, so when you actually explain it, it's pretty straightforward, but like written down, I was like, oh my God, all of these like names. I was like, I need, I thought you were gonna be like, well, there was this one girl in school and she was really like, (laughs) what erratic and all over the place. So I had to name, you know, a really intense vibrator after her. Arc has an arc in it. No, they're all like really, it makes sense. We try to make them make sense. Because at the end of the day, like, people don't remember the names. You know what I mean? Like, they're just like, oh, I have the one that's really squishy. Oh, I have the one you wear on your fingers. Like, that's, like, when I meet people and they're like, oh, my God, I have your vibe. Like, which is, like, always the best thing ever. I'm like, I've given you orgasms. You already like me. Like, that's how they usually explain it. All right, hit me with the questions. Okay, so these are from followers. There's kind of, like, a mix. I'm going to pick ones I think you'll actually be able to help with because some of people have sent them in and I'm thinking I don't think she's going to be able to help you with that but we'll see are you if you can answer you can answer if you can't you can't but somebody said do you sell or how do I find a gentle vibrator because my coochie sensitive and too hard or too fast is very uncomfortable for me I would say we really specialize in that personally like I think that's how I felt like, for example, our, we have like a, our most powerful vibrator. The most important thing for me with it was that the first setting wasn't scary. Like they're wand vibrators. I think that that was from exactly where I love vibrators. I felt like there were so many that I would try where the first setting was just too intense and almost painful because if you're not ready, it's a lot. So one, I think palm is really great for that. I also think that if you have, if you already own a product and you're like, it's just too kind of harsh, use your pillow. Put, you can put a pillow in between you and the vibrator or like your That's clothing. Such a good shout. Yeah. So you can kind of diminish the, the vibe. And I, I, I just want to recommend that to everybody. Like it is, you know, I don't think that masturbation, it, sometimes it's about scratching the itch as fast as you can. But if you can find the time to enjoy and build, Mm, so yummy that's yeah so so yummy and I think a lot of people are scared as well I think they are scared that it's gonna be really loud and like especially you know if you don't live alone but you still want to get something like a lot of people when they send in questions about this kind of stuff that's always their biggest concern is like you know, how's yeah. it going to arrive? Is it just going to arrive like wrapped and like obvious? And they don't want it to be too loud. And I think also you associate loudness with like intensity as well. And like, it can be quite intimidating if you've literally, if you've not really been educated on it at all and you're just thinking, oh my God, Google, buy the first thing that comes up, like not really actually done the research into it. You're basically going in blind as to what it's going to be and what it's going to 
feel like and yeah it can just be a very intimidating concept to some people i totally agree i also recommend like they sound so much louder to you when you're using them so like put your vibrator on put it in your bed tuck it in or whatever close your door and leave the room for a second and just give yourself a sense of like see because you're like oh my god i can't but but it's when you're using it and the second you're worried about somebody else, like it takes you totally out of your own experience. It's a totally valid concern. It's amazing how quiet, you know, our products really are. We'll direct her to the website to have a look. But um, somebody else said, any advice on where to learn new sex moves? For example, can you recommend any books? I don't know if in your time of research or just in your life, I suppose, like, have you read any, like, standout books on this kind of thing that you're, like, if anyone ever comes to you with these kind of questions, you're, like, girl, buy this book on Amazon or, like, whatever, like, it really helped. There are so many good books out there that are kind of focused on different elements. So, like, I would say one standout book is uh, She Comes First, which is definitely more geared towards men on how to please women, but it's still a great learning book. There's a website called OMG Yes that is amazing. Like just as far as like all these different ways of touching vulvas. Um, So it's, and it's super fun. So you can check that out. There is, uh, there are books on Tantra, like on like tantric practices, which can be a little bit more hippy dippy, a little bit more breath work, things like that. Um, but those can be really great yes i'm really into them like just learning how to like squeeze your pelvic floor and like build up energy down there without i'm doing it right now (laughs) maybe i will too yeah like it's amazing that those things can be really powerful um so i guess those are some some places to start there's also oh my god emily nagowski's book come as you are is a great book i mean already the title i'm like okay i'm intrigued it's a little less technical. Like there are really great books on like if you want to learn how to like do female ejaculation. Like there's books like really specific and technical. Come as you are is a lot more just about like how our sexual desire works. Like so, you know, we have accelerators and breakers in our bodies. We have things that turn us on and turn us off and exploring those things and understanding them. Um understanding if we have responsive arousal or desire responsive desire or arousal first desire these are just different ways that we respond and get in the mood which often for a lot of the women i speak to getting in the mood is kind of a is their hardest well, is the most tricky i mean part. another another question somebody said was i fancy my boyfriend so much but i'm never in the mood for sex is there something wrong with me first of all no there's nothing wrong with you you are perfect i love you um and there's a lot I have like a lot of follow-up questions for this person which is like where have that has it always been the case or or have you been together for a long time and now you have less interest in sex but you did in the beginning there's an amazing book I can't believe I didn't mention this one I I guess it's because it's not how you have better sex it's called mating in captivity it's by Esther Perel and it's all about the way long-term relationships can kind of almost like the deeper you get with somebody the harder it is to want them because they be when you become one with someone, you don't want them. You we want we want we desire things that are mysterious that we don't fully understand. We want things right. that we don't have. 
when we really, really, really have something, we don't want it in the same way. It's not the same experience as like when you, when something's just a little bit out of reach, like our desire to grab it is like, mm. so yeah. there's nothing wrong with you. I would maybe read that book there. We do, we are hormonal people. Um, I, I know from being pregnant that also like, you know, different things that we're doing, whether or not we're working out, like all these things do impact our interest in sex. Um, so, so there's that too. It could be a whole yeah, range of things. I feel like things. the psychology behind it as well is always so good to just like learn and know because when you understand sort of the psychology behind a lot of things really, which is why I find talking about this stuff so interesting, things make a lot more sense and then you you don't therefore take things so personally you know because it's not always about you there's like sex especially can be affected so like situationally like just yes. like even little things especially for men like I did an episode on it um a while ago with a sex therapist and we were talking about the um like the negative what's the word that it was not necessarily like annotations but that can just come with sex sometimes and, and how they can just play a part in in your mind so it's I feel like it's good to just yeah read books for example and just get a better understanding of like the whole thing like and concept as a whole and realize like okay so maybe that's affecting it or like you know looking at the other things in your life and being like oh it's actually not my my boyfriend it's actually because I've been working flat out for like seven like seven days seven straight days. And he's not like said things like you know there's other things that like come into play but I think obviously what you were also saying is you know, there's nothing wrong with you. Like, it's never normally about you. And it's when it comes to things like this, it's so easy to take things personally. Mm. But it's not and healthy yeah, to do that. I mean, it's not healthy to do that. Like, I know that, like, there are certain ways that some people don't like to be trust touched because they have a traumatic response from a really bad sexual experience. And you might not know that when you go touch them that way. And they might, like, clam up or have a really negative reaction it's got nothing to do with you. It has something it has because somebody else was a dick to this person, you know? Like it's not totally, you. Totally. Just, you know, like it could be something else. I think that research shows that like the biggest difference between couples who have great sex and th- for a long time versus couples that don't is their ability to stay friends. Like just have a strong friendship is one. And the second thing is prioritizing sex. Just deciding that it's important to have sex finding time on Sunday or whatever it is and and making it happen. Yeah, you're right. Um, We'll do a couple more because I don't want to keep you too long. But (laughs) somebody said, if toys do nothing for me, does that mean I'm using them incorrectly? No, no, not at all. I, I do think, I really love trying to find pleasure in different things. And of course, sometimes it turns out I really just don't like it. You know what I mean? And that's a really good thing to learn too. Um, but if something really just doesn't do it for you, it doesn't do it for you. There are different types of toys. I would maybe suggest try a suction toy. Try a toy that uses air instead of vibration. But there's definitely nothing wrong with you. I was going to say, I feel like it will be just, it's not you. It'll be the toy because everyone enjoys and feels pleasure in in different ways. And I feel like your catalog of products shows that like there's not yeah. not just got one product for all like on the site like there's so many there's so many you might like really pinpointed stimulation you might like really broad stimulation you might like 
or not like stimulation at all, but really like pressure. Like some people really like to grind up on something and they're not interested in vibration. They're interested in pressure. So like just learning what you like and what you don't like is wonderful. And I feel like the best way to do that. With Dame products, obviously. Look for medical grade products made by women, Dame. (laughs) And also, are you using them on your clitoris? Like if you're just putting them inside of you, that might also be why you're not enjoying them. Yeah. And we'll end on this one because I feel like this is probably the most common question that whenever I put question things up like this or like maybe you had in the past is just how do I get my sex drive back? I feel like it's so low at the moment. It's the most common question. www.dame.com. Dame.com. Get it back. We sell supplements that are designed to help you have like just a better mood and more likely to connect. You can also take supplements that are about blood flow, but generally speaking, that's not what women are lacking, though it will definitely help as well. You literally just finding time to masturbate. Like there is like I I when I'm finding my sexual energy on my own, I find it more out in the world. You have like, you know, we're we talk so much these days about manifesting what we want, like manifest that sexual energy. Like, that's so true. Wake up, wake up every morning and just say like I feel horny today. I feel horny today. What if I touch myself for a little bit and breathe? What if I just focus my breath on my clitoris and see what happens there? There's so much to do. It's also like okay to go through those periods. Sex is not something we need to have. You know, it's something that when we're having it and it's fun, it can be so powerful and bring so much life to our life. But we don't need it. Like, don't beat yourself up over not having something that you don't really want right now. Um, But if you want to explore, come on over to dame.com. We got stuff for you to help you call it in in your life. I feel like that is just the perfect note to end on. And I feel like we'll wrap it up there. But Alfine, you have been... Amazing. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been so interesting to learn your story and, you know, all about Dame Products Journey. Like, this was so fun. This was so fun. And you are so fun. It was a pleasure. Oh, thank you. You're so fun. It's so, like, nice to have somebody who, like, you love talking about this. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Like, almost I mean, we much as I love talking time. about it. We could do this whenever. I'm, I'm coming back. Well, to anyone yeah. that's listening, you can shop Dame products on dame.com. And also, I think for us people in the UK, they're on Cult Beauty. I think they're on Feel Unique, which I think is now, like, Sephora. So I'm not sure, like, about that. But they're definitely on Cult yeah. Beauty. I saw them there. Um, So... Yeah, essentially, anyone can get their hands on them. But what better time to treat yourself or your partner or your just like relationship in general than to a new sex toy from Dame Products? And also you can check them out on at Dame Products on Instagram, right? Yes, definitely. Check us out. Amazing. Thank you so much. I think I also I also think we're at Sephora in the UK. I'm just like not 100% sure. Yeah, no, I think I think what um, it was feel feel unique has now become Sephora. But I wasn't sure if like you had made that transition too. So you are we're, still on Sephora? I mean, we're also on Sephora in the US. We're in Sephora in, in Canada. And I think we are in Sephora in the UK too, as well as on Feel Unique and Cult Beauty. Yeah, so Feel Feel Unique like became Was Sephora UK for Sephora. us. Like it's, it's yeah. Okay, good. Same so thing. basically there's no excuse. Anyone can get it. Thank you so much. That was just so much fun for me. Isn't she just so interesting? 
and amazing. I feel like we were friends for ages and we could have just talked about that kind of shit for forever. Um, but she's very kindly given you guys a discount code. You can use the code RATEDR15 for 15% off Dane products if you go to daneproducts.com. Happy Valentine's Day indeed. And happy Monday, you guys. I hope you have an amazing rest of the week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.